0: When you start a new business, you're gonna get blown off course, but you don't quit. You don't go back home. You just take what you learn, you readjust, you plot a new course, you stay focused on your goals and you keep going. A downfall of a lot of entrepreneurs that decide they want to like do this, they quit too soon. You quit right before the big break.
1: Hello, 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 and welcome back to the My Future Business Show. It's Rick Nusky here. I am your host. I'm also very grateful for you being our audience. And today I am on the line with the wonderful Stuart Lothar. Now, Stuart is the president, CEO, and founder of Element Nutritional Sciences. And we're gonna be talking about the genesis of that business and the research that goes into creating truly nutritional products and how you can get involved as a consumer or investor. So there's a lot for us to talk about, Stuart. Welcome to the show.
0: Thank you very much. Great to be here. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, very well. Thank you. You and I were just talking about our travels and uh, experiences. And, uh, you know, I'd love to talk a little bit more about uh, what you like to do with yourself. But first of all, where are you calling in from today? Uh, I'm just outside Toronto, Canada. Fantastic. And that's home base for you? Uh, yeah, it's home
0: base for us. Yep.
1: fantastic. Now, um, Canada is a beautiful place. Now, do you spend much time there or are you a busy man getting around town?
0: Well, I spend a majority of my time here, um, but when I can travel, um, I try to get out of here, and I've, you know, some core restrictions have been lifted, so I've I've been getting some business travel in in the last couple of months, and a bit of kind of fun social travel mixed in with it all, so it's good to kind of break away and get out from... being stuck in one place for a long period of time.
1: Well, it's nice to know that somebody as busy as yourself and senior in the organization is having some time uh, to himself. What do you actually like doing with yourself, Stuart? What's your, what's your recreation time look like?
0: My recreation time? I yeah. hang out at my office. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I live in a small circle of life. Uh, my office is five minutes from my house. Um, I live down the street from a golf course where I'm a member. Uh, so in the summertime, I spend lots of time there. The winter, in the winter, I'm a skier. Um, so yep. my entire kids have all been brought up skiing. So I'll go north and ski when I get time. Uh, you know, and that's like mostly it besides, you know what, I have a home gym. I jump on my Peloton and work out every morning before the office. Very good. Uh, so I can keep healthy. Yep. And then, uh, you know what, I love what I do. My office is my second home. So I have a TV in here and there's a kitchen in here and I can hang out here and work away as long as I want. Well,
1: that's excellent. Now, tell me something. Uh, you are you a very good golfer?
0: Uh, my handicap sits around a 13. So I shoot wow. anywhere between, call it 80 and even 90. 80, 80 and 90 on any even day.
1: That's really, really good. My handicap is golf. Uh, so,
0: okay. That's a long handicap. <laughs> now, listen. <laughs> go ahead people say when you say, you know, you shoot like 82, they go, like, oh, you're a good golfer. I go, no, I'm not. If I was good, I'd be on TV.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a marked difference, isn't it? Now, I, I love yeah. to give the audience some context. By the way, uh, Stuart, we have entrepreneurs and small business owners, investors who listen into the show, love this sort of conversation. But to give context, I love to wind back time and, and, and learn a little bit about um, some childhood experiences that you might remember, positive ones. Do you remember growing up, where were you and what was one of the most uh, outstanding memories that you have of that time. Oh, me growing up. Yeah. What decade?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I tell people I'm not grown up yet. Um, <laughs> you know, I gotta be honest. Like I, I come from a tough background. Um, I wasn't brought up in any kind of special area. Um, I actually, I tell people I grew up in mostly like poverty in a s- small neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So, you know. It's most of most of what i do today is just i tell people i just i don't know for some reason i just got myself on a track as a younger person and uh you know just somehow evolved to get to where i am to get to um, where you
1: are do you think that those early early lessons obviously have helped hone you to become the man that you are today
0: here i'll tell you one lesson um that i think i always say has probably given me advantage so um, I was brought up from the age of four to 14 um, in a very religious background mm. and a religion that I won't name, but they mm-hmm. tend to go out and knock on doors. And, uh, you know, so as a young boy, I would knock on people's doors uh, and like preaching. And I was like eight, nine, 10 years old. Yeah. And I would do Bible discourses and stand up in front of an audience of 80 to 100 people uh, and public speak. Yep. So those skills I learned back then, I think that's what allows me to pick up the phone and call anybody. Like I don't hesitate to go, Yeah, you know what, I wanna do this and I'm like, yeah, I'll call that person. Mm-hmm. Or i like like I have no problem meeting people, talking to people. I can get up and talk in front of a thousand people. I can pick up the phone and call, call somebody and it doesn't even phase me. Yeah, and it's I a skill part of it? that part of that might have come from the skills I learned doing that when I was a kid, even yeah. though it's not part of my life. It's not part of my life at all anymore, like at all. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I, I gathered those skills as a kid doing that. And I think that helps me today.
1: Yeah, I think that's wonderful feedback because it frames, you know, the, the story today about where you are exactly. And uh, along that path, um, mm-hmm. I think we, we all meet someone somewhere along the line who really has an impact on our way of thinking. Has there ever been somebody like that? Call them a mentor, if you will, in your life that's helped you along the way, do you think?
0: You know, as a younger individual, I had uh, my grandfather Mm -hmm. um, who unfortunately passed away at an early age uh, of cancer, Mm -hmm. but he had an impact, um, and he always said the right tools for the right job, Uh, and I still say that today. So I'd say, you know, he made an impression on me, and then I've got, um, you know, somebody who's a good 15 to 20 years my senior. Uh, who's actually on my board now called Greg Cochran? Yep. Uh, so he's been a good, you know, kind of advisor, mentor for the last, I'd say, like 15 years. Yep. Um, I can bounce stuff off. So I'd say between uh, early days, my grandfather, and then in the modern times, uh, Greg's been a good, uh, I'd say, mentor and support network for me.
1: Yeah, that's great. It's all leading to a point, this conversation. I'm wondering, um, do you value education, ongoing education, and uh, how do you learn best, do you think? Books, videos? What do you do?
0: Uh, I'm somebody I went back to school when I was 28. Um, so hadn't been to university. Mm-hmm. So between high school and 28, I built houses. I landscaped. I sold cars. I built cars. I was Canada's or Jap sorry, Honda of Japan. I was their 50th employee ever hired here in Canada for their new manufacturing plant they built. Uh, about two hours away from where I am now. Oh, wow. So I learned the Japanese way yep. in like, early days. Uh, and then I I left all that to pursue my passion, decided I'd go back to school and study nutrition. So I did. I uh, did an honors degree in nutritional sciences, then a master's degree in nutrition and human metabolism. Mm-hmm. And then instead of going to med school, I wanted to find a way to combine science and business.
1: And here I am. Here you are today. Wow, what an amazing story. What an amazing journey now you're a seasoned entrepreneur now i know that you've been involved in a 40 million dollar exit buyer with a vitamin gummy company i was wondering if you could share that experience
0: uh well you know i'd helped build a couple other pretty successful companies and Mm. worked in international markets as well um and then i saw the opportunity in in the gummy space actually it wasn't issue the gummy space i i actually quit my job to start my last company uh and i took out a uh, $127,000 line of credit um, against my house at the time and uh, started Life Science Nutritionals. And then initially I was building products for kids uh, and I ran into a few roadblocks um, just in product development, the market cost. Uh, one of the products I developed was actually ahead of its time mm-hmm. um, and people weren't willing to pay the premium price at, for high-end nutrition at that time. So. I ended up, through my experience, venturing into the gummy space uh, and then built that company up in the gummy vitamin space. I was the first manufacturer developer of gummy-based vitamins in Canada, and at that time, one of only three in North America. Wow! So I built that up from scratch, uh, and then, yes, exited that in 2015, then turned around and started this.
1: Yeah, wow, that's an amazing story. Now, in all of that, as a human being, there would have been some... Thoughts and feelings and some risks that you needed to expose yourself to. How did you? How did you feel about you know taking that line of credit and putting yourself out there to to follow this this dream? Call it.
0: Well, I can tell you my wife didn't like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> surprise! Surprise. <laughs> um, you know, I th- I think the biggest thing is that um, you believe in yourself yeah. and you believe in your vision, mm-hmm. and then and you just can't. I always give this example to people. You pretend you're an airline pilot. You leave San Francisco to fly to Hawaii and the wind blows you off course. Do you fly back to San Francisco and plot a new course? No. You adjust your course. You still set your sights on Hawaii. Eventually land in Hawaii. So when you start a new business, you're going to get blown off course. But you don't quit. You don't go back home. You just take what you learn. You readjust. You plot a new course you stay focused on your goals and you just, and you keep going. And you know, I think a downfall of a lot of entrepreneurs that decide they want to like do this, mm-hmm. they quit too soon. Like yeah. people quit too soon. You yeah. quit right before the big break because you get too afraid. It, it does get tough. And there's times where you're just like, you know what? Nah, I didn't go get a job. I'm going to pull the plug and they walk away. So, you know, not for the faint of heart, but mm. the biggest thing is, believe in your vision and for myself you know when i went out on my own i gathered a lot of experience so i I had that behind me uh and then i just uh knew what i was doing yeah
1: sage advice sage insights and i really do appreciate that uh that explanation. Thank you very much, Stuart. Now, I, I know that we've got a lot to talk about, lot, lots of different directions, but um, with regard to your main organization, Element Nutritional Sciences, what are some of the brands? Um, I know that there's more than just one brand inside there. I was wondering if we could maybe talk about that a little bit.
0: Well, our flagship brand is Rejuvenate, um, which is built on some significant IP uh, that was built out of uh, University of Arkansas. Mm-hmm. So it's patented IP that we own the global rights to. um, And I've taken that and and built out the Rejuvenate brand. So that brand is targeted at the 45 plus market. We're clinically proven to increase muscle protein synthesis. Um, It's patented, we got another patent in process. um, And the aging demographic and maintaining muscle health or your muscle mass as you age is a really key component to living a healthy active lifestyle as you age yeah so that's a great you know piece the market and you know we've entered on that we're doing really well Uh, lots of great stuff coming down the pipe Um, but we also have a second brand which is in the sports nutrition market Uh, and it's the same thing in sports nutrition if you're an athlete uh, and you want to like you know strength train and and gain lean muscle mass or let's say you're an injured athlete Mm -hmm. and you want to limit muscle loss if you have a disabled limb or you have to rest um you know we've shown with our formulation that we can increase uh muscle protein synthesis by 76 percent at rest so we can help slow what's called muscle atrophy if you're injured
1: yep
0: so it was a big huge market in the sports area uh so ourselves as a company um you know we're just um about to launch a new product called promino which is the patented uh formulation uh built out at a specific concentration for athletes mm-hmm that starts coming to market in the next, uh, 60 days. Um, very so exciting. looking forward to that. Yep. And then as we grow the, the business out, you know, I mentioned that the 76% increase, we're going to enter markets like oncology. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that it's, it's very evident that cancer patients have what's called severe cachexia, which is muscle wasting accompanied by organ wasting. Yeah. So we're highly confident that we can help slow muscle loss in cancer patients and increase uh, patient outcomes. As well as that, we can go into orthopedics and do pre and post surgery uh, and help speed recovery for people having like hip replacement, knee replacement surgery. So there's that whole avenue as well as uh, entering into uh, like long-term care, retirement homes, the whole institutional side of the market. So, you know, lots of stuff for us to do, no short of ideas. Yeah, uh, We're going to create brands to go along with that as, as we grow it out. Yep. Uh, But our big focus right now is rejuvenate um, and driving our revenues and building our strength as we grow. And as we get stronger and grow up a little bit, we'll branch out into the other market areas.
1: Love this story. It's great. Thank you very much for sharing. Now, I know that uh, patents are not something that uh, fall out of the sky. They take a long time to come to fruition. And it's funny because at the end of the day, the end customer just sees possibly a pill in a a bottle, don't they really? uh, for the most part, but you know, tell tell us the R and D that actually goes into these products so people really have a, a a good appreciation of the work behind this product or these products.
0: Well, one of the things that, that is unique to us and as I mentioned earlier, you know, I come from a, a pure science research background. Mm-hmm. So I always tell people I'm a science geek that got his MBA from Street Smart <laughs> University. Yep. Um, so you know, I'm fortunate for my background. I was familiar with Dr. Robert Wolf and his research out of Arkansas. Even when I was in grad school, I was reading it. Um, so I was familiar with the whole I amino mean, acid blend and all the research uh, from my work. Uh, so, you know, when this, when they came to me and said, hey, you know, we have this new patented technology we want your help with to bring to market, you know, Dr. Wolf had done most of the work. Um, mm-hmm. So over the period of 17 years, they spent about $20 million in R&D. Uh, most of that came from, the, from grants mm-hmm. from the National Institute of Health, which is a government-funded agency in the United States. Yep. Um, so he did all the, he did all the groundwork uh, and built it out. And then we've stepped in and taken it from there uh, and taken it to market. And you know, for the most part, for, for a guy who's been, who hung out for a few years in research labs, in universities, mm-hmm. you know, no offense to academics, but most of them don't know how to take a product and take it to market. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been fortunate that I am an academic but for some reason I've found a that I'm able to to take something and turn it into a marketable product uh, and bring it to market and then at the same time I'm lucky enough I've got a you know behind the wall behind me I've got a great team of yeah, really experienced people uh, that know how to execute and they know the industry um, so it makes my life a whole lot easier
1: so you talked about, uh, you know, the demographics, you know, who your market is, you know, their age groups, you know, a lot about them. You, you obviously have to, I wonder, uh, and given, um, that you are a business and, and it's out there and that people can invest in it and all the rest of it. I wonder, um, what does the marketing processes look uh, like for you? Do you have a team that does that for you? How does that work?
0: Um, well, I have two brand managers in house. I've mm-hmm. got, uh, my head of marketing is Vito Sansoon, who's a very tenured, experienced person. Mm-hmm. So we have a multi-pronged uh, approach to the market. You know, we use all social media. Uh, we also use direct consumer uh, marketing as well, um, which also includes doing like TV advertising. Yep. So all our all our brand messaging has been evolved over time. Uh, we did some market surveys in the United States of 1,001 consumers, uh, and about. Four years ago, before even launched, uh, to find out what consumers were thinking, um, and then we're always evolving. Uh, like right now, we've got some steady work going on here. We're constantly looking at ways to involve our messaging, reanalyzing. You know, it's kind of like fail forward. Yeah. You know, you're you go forward for a little while, you look for your mistakes because they'll tell you what you're doing right or wrong. But it's easy to do stuff right, but. When you do stuff wrong, you learn from it. You can yeah. adjust, which then makes you even better at doing the right thing. So the simple fact that I've got these experienced people behind me, we know the drill. You know, nobody ever builds a company without making mistakes. And I can see ours already. I know the mistakes we've made, but we learn from, you adjust, and then and you keep moving forward. It's kind of like flying to Hawaii, right? Yeah, mistakes. We're still going to Hawaii. The beach is waiting for it.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, I wonder, Stuart, Do what do you learn from success and how do you experience success? And do you give yourself time to um, feel it,
0: I guess? Um, my friends tell me that I'm guilty of not celebrating enough. Mm. But, you know, I just, uh, I'm trying go. to take more time outs. Yeah, yeah. But but for me, you know, it's really like people say I work too much, but I tell people that I'm retired because retirement is when you get to get up every day and do what you want. I get up, I get up every day and I literally do what I want. Do what you want. So, yeah. you know, it's kind of like I'm retired, but I'm not. you, you know, got to keep
1: busy, don't you? I think as human beings we're goal setters. Would you agree with that?
0: Uh, oh, yeah. But, you know, what? I'm trying to like maybe golf a little bit more and I've, I've got to do <laughs> I have a little birthday vacation coming up I'm going to take, something I planned almost a year ago. Very good. So Make sure I you take co- it. I will be floating on a catamaran in the british virgin islands for seven days oh goodness man uh, Hard life. And i'll be uh, <laughs> I'll be offline i'll be offline for seven days
1: yeah well look <laughs> i was going to ask you about that you know how important is rest and recuperation at any
0: at any stretch
1: a couple of days here and there do you give yourself that time
0: uh yeah but i'm usually always plugged in hmm. i don't the last time i unplugged i was in south africa it's not south africa i was in uh Kenya or Tanzania with my daughters a number of years ago and I was offline for 11 straight days yeah, like wow. no email no text messaging like nothing just off the grid <laughs> um, but if you plan for it uh, it's healthy and it's good for you but if you have once again it comes back to people I always say people are your most valuable asset mm. you know so if you've got the right people behind you and you set it up properly you can check out for 11 days and just take yourself off the grid. Experience something new, you come back refreshed. Ready to go. Uh, When you know what, you get ideas when you do that stuff too.
1: Yeah. It's
0: it's creative and good creative thought is good for you. And if you're too much in the grind and you don't take those breaks, it actually, you know, stymies a creative thought. So you need it for creative thought. Yeah, fantastic feedback. Thank you. I
1: I wonder, in terms of disruption, what are you guys doing differently? Do you think than your competitors? And are you observing what your competitors are doing? Is in, and is that important?
0: Um, always I'm always observing what my competitors are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I'm always checking their websites. I've, I've got them on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a at six thirty every morning. I'm usually drinking a coffee and I'm scanning that Instagram <laughs> uh, and seeing what posts are going on. Yep. Um, but what we're doing our biggest point of differentiation is that we've brought a product to market that has true clinical efficacy mm-hmm. and in our market the 45 plus market nobody has what we have uh nobody has a product that's proven to help improve muscle health and slow muscle loss as you age yeah. so we have something that's dynamic it's patented um you know we've got a second patent pending so I really think the world's our oyster, and it's just a matter of being smart and executing. Uh, we've got the right team to execute on, uh, and I think that uh, you know we've probably competitors out there that we've been out there, we've been on TV, um, so it's not like they don't know we're coming. Yeah. Uh, and uh, no, we're um, we're going to be bold and powerful. We're not going to sit back and and hide. Yep. And uh, we're going to continue to step out there, and gonna get even more bolder this year. Yep. uh, And push the envelope.
1: It's a very invigorating conversation. I'm sitting here feeling a little more animated about what's going on in your business and I really do appreciate it. Now, where are um, people likely to find uh, the distribution points? Where are they gonna find these products?
0: Well, right now in the United States, we're coast to coast with Walgreens and CVS. Mm -hmm. So they're two largest drug retailers in the United States. Um, We just started on-shelf or in-store with Sam's Club. So Sam's Club is Walmart's big-box store, like Costco. Yep. Yep. uh, Except it's owned by Walmart. So we're now coast-to-coast across the United States with with, uh, Sam's Club. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, we're in conversation with a number of other retailers to expand that distribution over the next uh, 12 months. And then here in Canada, we're once again with the top retailers. We're with uh, Loblaws, uh, which is our largest grocery network in Canada where Shoppers Drug Mart, largest drug chain in Canada, which are look, drug sorry, Shoppers Drug Mart is owned by Loblaw's now but they still kind of run separately.
1: Yeah.
0: And then the second largest drug chain is Rexall, we're with them as well. Uh and then we're still with the, some of the smaller grocery chains and keep expanding that. So uh you know, we're almost a little over 17,000 points of distribution now hmm. uh and wow. growing across North America. Uh which is great. And then uh as we grow things out, we've got a lot of experience uh, distributing to foreign markets. Australia is one of our targets, but mm-hmm. um, so we will be coming your way eventually in the next couple of years. Fantastic. Uh, as well as uh, you know, Europe, starting with the UK. That's why I was just there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll expand distribution, our distribution network into foreign markets over the next five years as well.
1: So tell us, um, are you an investor in your your organization, and um, um, what does well, that side sort of look
0: like? I, I'm the founder and I funded it. Mm. So mm. I'm, I am the largest shareholder and I'm the founder. I funded this company with yep. proceeds from my last company I built and sold. Um, so I always tell people that I'm all in. Oh, you're all in? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I
1: think it's good for context for, for people who don't know because they may not know that. So uh, thank you uh, for sharing.
0: Yeah. You know what? This thing was, uh, you know, my brainchild. Um, I'll be here for a while, not going anywhere. Not going not anywhere long. just yet? <laughs> yeah, nope, I'm not, uh, I'll turn 58 next month, but uh, no, I got lots of legs I and mean, this company has lots of legs and a great uh, pipeline, so, and it's lots of fun. So yeah. nope. hang out here, have some fun and build this thing.
1: Tell me about the team. Uh, we need to hear about the team. Who, who have you got working in your, in your wonderful team?
0: Um, I'll try to keep it short, but um, <laughs> it's quite extensive, I'm sure. Oh, so I have Stephen Brown here, who's my chief operations officer. Mm-hmm. He actually worked with me. We worked together way back in early two thousands, helping build a company that's now called IoVate Health Sciences. So I was there from about forty million in revenue to about two hundred twenty million in revenue, uh, and I headed up all brand development, R&D, patent work, uh, tons of stuff, young company at the time. Yep. Um, And then he was there until about 650 million in revenue, managing uh, over 250 SKUs, global supply chain, had 150 employees uh, in his department. Yep. um, And he managed over 30 contract manufacturers uh, in North America, so seasoned veteran, knows the drill great track record mm-hmm. you know there's nothing this guy can't do in product development sourcing ingredients and manufacturers so he's awesome uh and he's also a shareholder so he's completely vested yep uh and then i brought on uh dean Piper as my head of sales my cmo about six months ago mm-hmm. and funny enough he worked with steve and i at Isle of Eight as well he was salesman number one at that uh company. So he was there when they had zero sales and he was there to seven hundred and fifty million in revenue. Oh wow. So he knows food drug mass and e commerce uh right across North America. He also oversaw international distribution in a number of countries as well. So another tenured veteran. Heavy hitter all the three of us all worked together uh building that other company. Mm-hmm. Um had lots of fun doing it. So we know the drill and now I'm fortunate enough that uh, after all this time I have them all back under the same roof. Uh, and then I brought on Vito uh, I'd say ten weeks ago, I'm guesstimating but close to that. Yep. Uh, and I searched him out and he actually had worked at iVate too for a couple of years, helped take them from four hundred million to over seven hundred million, uh, building up some brand lines do brand lines, doing some rebranding, overseeing all their marketing efforts. Um so I got him on board now as well, which is great. So, you know, between the four of us, we've built billions of dollars in revenue uh, in North America and globally over our careers. So uh, it's great, we're seamless. We get together for executive meetings and there's it's just four guys hanging out going, yep, this is what we gotta do next, let's do this. We have constructive conversations Sometimes we argue for fun because <laughs> it's great to argue about stuff because it's oh, yeah. creative. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, no, it's great. You know what? I'm I'm really lucky that uh, you know I've been able to stay in contact with these people, and I've never burned bridges. And I'm fortunate that people like to work with me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Look, it's, that, you know, it's, it's good.
1: This has been a great conversation. Really, really enjoyed it. Now, because we're getting near the pointy end of the call, Stuart, I'm wondering if we can share what the company's ticker symbol is, please.
0: Uh, our ticker symbol in Canada is ELMT on the Key stock Stocker So it's ELMT.cn. If you're trading in the United States, uh, right now we're on the OTC pink sheet, uh, working on moving to our OTC QB listing, uh, which we hope to have very soon. And that is... Um, I always got to stop and think about it because they change it. <laughs> it's uh, uh, ELNSF. So right. So ELNSF is our U.S. trading symbol. Uh, and we are on the uh, Frankfurt exchange working on getting our symbol over there changed because it's a number symbol. Yeah. And cool. Frankfurt, we are NSX.F. Fantastic, thank you very much. Now, also
1: there will be people out there listening to today's call, Stuart, and they want to learn more. Uh, where can they, I guess, uh, do that? Is
0: there somewhere online that you can send them? Yep, yeah, definitely. If you go to ELMT Inc, so that stands for Elemental Sciences Incorporated, so elmtinc.com, um, you'll see our investor presentation. Anything butter company is all up there. You want to learn more about our products directly, there's links from there to our brands, but you can also go to rejuvenate.com or .ca or jackdrx.com. You'll see all our brands there. But if you go to the ELMT Inc. website, you have everything you need right there, plus links to our brands and all that information as well. So it's a one-stop shop.
1: That's fantastic. Uh, uh, So, I'll be providing the elmtinc.com URL for you to branch out and learn what you would like to learn about being a consumer and/or investor. Uh, Stuart, this has been an incredible call. Thank you so very much for joining me on the My Future Business show today.
0: All right. Thanks very much. I appreciate the opportunity.
1: Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call, then make sure to subscribe.